Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Wine Coven. Uh, as most of you know, we are going to be at CrimeCon 2018. We are so excited. Yes. We're so excited to put some faces to your Woo. Twitter handles and Instagram handles and everything. Um, so join us at CrimeCon May 4th, 5th, and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee. Nasty Nashville. Mm. Uh, at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. And you get 10% off the standard ticket price with our promo code WINECRIME. That's one word, WINECRIME. And when you use the promo code and get your 10% off, you also help us gals get to Nashville. It helps us out hugely when you use our promo code. If you're on the fence because of logistics, travel arrangements, hotel rooms, and what, what for... Check out the CrimeCon subgroup of Wine and Crime Happy Hour on Facebook, where members of the Wine Coven are arranging ride shares and hotel room shares with other folks that are looking to attend to make it a little bit easier and a little more safe for you to go for the weekend. All right, we'll see you all in CrimeCon May 4th, 5th, and 6th. Use the promo code WineCrime. Mwah. Um. <laughs> you are listening to wine and crime the podcast where three friends chug wine chat true crime and unleash their worst minnesotan accents among Um, other things among other terrible accents a woman scorned (laughs) (laughs) Um, just kidding i'm fine Amanda, she's fine. I am she's fine. begging you to leave it in. Um, <laughs> I am not Brendan. <laughs> I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. And I'm and a if, strong, independent woman. <laughs> if you didn't get the memo on social media, we are officially retiring the hashtag ProposeDan. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. y'all can read between the fucking lines on that one. <laughs> <laughs> or just read Facebook. It's not a code. <laughs> but, but it's done. It's done it's over. Done. And I have never thought so strongly about just forcing myself to change sexual orientation. Because <laughs> so many wonderful, gorgeous, beautiful... Fans. Women have been propositioning me on the internet for the last week or so. Not that it's a choice. No, that's what I'm saying. I wish it was because (laughs) I would be up to my fucking ears in poontang at this point (laughs) if it were a choice. I'd be up to my pink fucking cropped hair. Yeah. (laughs) In In Kristen's door. Tang. So thanks for the ego boost, everybody. The coven is amazing. The coven is really there for you. I was getting an insane ego boost from messages supporting you. Mm -hmm. I cried at more than one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not cried, but like misted. It was an emotional weekend, but you know. Yeah. Coming out more powerful than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fucking sorceress. Get it together. Okay. 
Moving on. So, unrelatedly, this week, uh, our topic is a fan pick by uh, the incomparable Corey Nieblas. Yes. Mm -hmm. What up? So, Corey is donating even more than the highest tier per month. Which so is amazing. $25 a month. Corey is donating $30 a month. Damn. Keep going. Uh, Thank like, you. Damn. Making and our crime con dreams come true. Seriously. Like, for real, like though. You are literally paying for my ticket back to the States to be at crime con. Yeah. Um, okay, so Corey specifically selected this topic and also Amanda's case this week. So we are forever indebted to her. And the topic is South African crimes. (laughs) Shyamalan twist. Corey Nablus does not exist, and Kenyon chose this crime and this case. (laughs) Amazing. Double Shyamalan twist. Kenyon will be playing gentle sounds of Ladysmith Black Mombazo in the background (laughs) in this entire episode. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, I'm just trying to get people excited to come to our wedding by talking about the murders committed in this country. Oh, <laughs> so specifically good. in Cape Town. Yeah. Got a lot of facts about your destination wedding destination. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love it's going to be real great. All right. So on that note, uh, oh, before we get started, we have one thing to butt plug. Woo! So... We announced it last episode, but just a reminder, last little reminder, we have a new merch item, Mm -hmm. and it is our fucking patriarchy sweatshirts. They're so cute, and they're so comfy, and I cannot even get over them. I can't even stand how freaking cute they are. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an extra large, maybe a couple of them, and wear them with nothing but leggings for the rest of my days. 100% of the time. Same. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy 100 of them and turn them into a quilt. (laughs) (laughs) And when I'm not wearing it directly on my body in its original form, I will be luxuriating in it while watching ER on Hulu. I'm going to get an extra one. I'm going to get an... An extra one and cut off the sleeves and like the bottom so it's like a sleeveless crop top so I can wear it in the summertime. If I were fit enough to ever have worn a crop top, I don't care. I'm doing it. Everybody is a crop top body. That's how much I love this sweatshirt. I'm going to let it all hang out. Everybody is a summer body. That's right. Okay. Yep. Um, Every nipple is supposed to be in the place that it's in. Free the nipple, but also wear our sweatshirts. Just like wear our sweatshirts like a skew, so you've got like one nipple out. Yeah. Anyway. Just um, cut a big old slit. Just cut two nipples out of the front of it. Oh my God, please. Okay, it's super cute. It's for sale now on uh, our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.com bigcartel.com uh, there's also a link on our regular website merch tab um, yeah they're for sale now they're super super duper cute and comfy and that's all Love I got it. to say Okay, Amanda what is our yeah. wine crime pairing for South African crimes did you know that Wink Wine Club carries <laughs> wine varietals from all over the world I do no. Oh, Did I mean, you yes. know that Wink Wine Club carries a wine from ma fucking Cape Town, ma fucking South Africa? Damn. Oh my god. 
Well, they do. Tell so us we're more. drinking the 2017 Cape Root Chenin Blanc from Wink Wine Club, which if you couldn't already infer, is an online wine club where you have access to hundreds of beautiful, beautiful bottles from all over the world. It's all this like compilation of small lot wineries that work uh, in tandem with this company that delivers gorgeous wine right to your GD house. So you mm-hmm. could literally be a hermit like we are and never leave your house again mm-hmm, and just have mm-hmm. wine show up at your door. Um, you head to the website. You can go to trywink.com, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com. And if you use the forward slash gals promo code, you get 20 bucks off your first box of wine. If you get more than four bottles in your box, they take care of the shipping. So you're basically getting four. My first box was five bottles for like 30 bucks. It was unbelievable. And um, most of the wines fall within what we like to call the wine and crime approved price range. The <laughs> wines are on average about twelve to thirteen dollars a bottle, um, mm-hmm. and they're exclusive. They're rare. You can't get them other places, and they will even prompt you your first time heading over there to take a little flavor quiz, so you can check out maybe what you like. If you're newer to the wine game and you're not really sure what your uh, what your palate likes, then this is a great opportunity for you to get some answers and maybe expand your horizon. So I've learned that I also like Pinot Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Didn't know that. It's great. It's great. So yeah, check out wine, uh, Wink Wine Club. Wink Wine Club. Trywink.com forward slash gals. So let's talk about this bottle, this Cape Root Chenin Blanc. Um, we've talked about Chenin Blanc before, so I'm not going to like spend a ton of time on it. Uh, it's a personal favorite. It is. It surprises me how much I like it because it does share a lot of uh, distant characteristics with Chardonnay, but mm. this is a little bit more delicate. It's not typically aged on oak, so it doesn't have a lot of those like super buttery Chardonnay qualities to it. That's probably why I like it so much. Um, it is a white wine grape variety. It originated in the Loire Valley of France, mm. and its high acidity means it can be used to make pretty much everything from sparkling wines to dessert wines, so it can be really dry, it can be really sweet. Um, it can be cultivated in a variety of ways to produce like exactly what effect each winery wants to get from it, which is really cool. Um, but on the flip side of that, it can also produce really bland, neutral wines if the vine's, quote, natural vigor is not controlled. (laughs) I can relate. Yeah. How do you control natural vigor? I mean, I would imagine they mean just not letting it, like, grow out of control and over-ripen and, you know, there's all kinds of conditions for, uh, the growing process of grapes that will really affect the flavor. So that's what I imagine they mean by just reining in its natural vigor. I think it is a grape that grows pretty easily. Um, It was not listed here as being finicky in any way. So I imagine it could probably be like a dandelion where if it just takes over everything. I think it means that they impose a nine to five corporate job on the grapes. Yes. With limited benefits, no family work balance. Yeah, and its creativity has been stifled by its investment banking lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) And all that money it's making that it can't even use because it never leaves the office. (laughs) Anyway, now that we've told the sad side of Chenin Blanc, uh, it is the most widely planted variety in South Africa. So that's really cool. Didn't know that? All right. Yeah. And it's also referred to as Steen, S-T-E-E-N, in South Africa. So, Kenyon, if you're out shopping, Mm -hmm. 
and you're picking up a white bottle, and it says Steen on it, you can know Mm. that that is Chenin Blanc. Steer towards the Steen. One of my favorite uh, bottles here. Full ahead. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite bottles here is Steenberg. Mm hmm. And it's so, but it's a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's called Steenberg, and it's my favorite. I love it. Mm. Is it a pure Sauv Blanc, or could it be a blend? Maybe it's a blend. I don't know. Sometimes it's white. There are there are a lot of uh, like weird rules about what needs to be listed. We've talked about this before. Like a white blend or a red blend doesn't necessarily have to list its varietal, and a lot of places will blend a wine, but if it's primarily Sauv Blanc, they'll just bill it as a Sauv Blanc. Like, there's a certain percentage that it has to meet, and though it will have potentially some additives of other grapes, you don't have to list them because there's so few of them included in the wine. So that could be what's happening. You never know. Okay. Um, But the grape may have been one of the first to be grown in South Africa, which is really cool. And in cooler areas, the juice is sweet but high in acid with full-bodied fruity palate. So this bo- this bottle particularly is light in body with notes of orange zest, pineapple, peach, and white flower. So mm. the area of Cape Town, I mean, I know they experience like some range and climate, but it's not super extreme, and they get sort of a balance of that cool and warm weather, so I could see why this grape would do so well. You know what I mean? Because it is... I feel like a lot of regions of South Africa that grow wine are similar to, like, Northern California regions, where they can get not too many extremes of weather, but they do get some of those, like, consistent warm months and then consistent cooler months that are in, like, the 40s and 50 degree range. Yeah. Definitely. So it, that's actually very conducive to wine growing because then you're not getting like, oh, it's 100 degrees, you know, in fucking Minnesota this month, and then next month it's snowing. You know what I mean? Like nothing yeah, can no, not grapes really extreme. can't thrive. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the grapes in this wine also came from a vineyard in Stellenbosch, Woo! which is legitimately the town where my selected crime this week <gasps> takes place. Me too. So this could not be more legit. I'm so excited. We're both <laughs> rocking Stellenbosch. Woo-hoo. It's not the same case, is it? Which is actually no. like a super adorable small-ish town. Yeah. It's yeah. no licky end, but like it seems pretty nice. <laughs> so let's crack Ooh. this one open. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice crack. crack. <laughs> Roll bad crack. Anticlimactic crack. New band name. I mean, how good can a crack possibly be? That's true. Cracks I mean, are always kind of disappointing. I mean, I don't know what cracks you're hanging out with, but... <laughs> I'm about to have a whole new world of cracks in my you're life. You're going to have so many new cracks. As many my new cracks spin-off. as you want. My spinoff podcast is going to be called Nice Crack, the Amanda <laughs> Jacobson story. <laughs> it's going to be of so cracks. funny when you start to date and you oh have to explain God. your job to people. Guys, <laughs> I'm just going to tell everyone I am a low-level stock broker <laughs> and I'll be so bored. Stalker. They'll be so bored that they just don't ask me questions, and I'll just deviate, deviate, deviate. You're I a forensic you accountant. 
<laughs> you should just Seriously. hand all new dates like a disclaimer <laughs> form and like a, a like a disclosure thing. To They're sign. all getting a survey about their like <laughs> mental health history and their like goals and ambitions and their current employment and like three references from the last four years and like yeah. their housing history yeah. and then I'm gonna make them sign uh yeah uh like disclosure agreements so that I can talk about them in detail on the show yep in, I'm gonna do really names. well you guys a full <laughs> health screening a Blind urine test on the left Boys. Oh my god. <laughs> I have multiple friends that have, have have enforced the full health screening of new Ugh. dates. I mean, I it's, think a certain amount of health screening if you're gonna be sexually active with them is a good idea. Well, but I'm yeah. talking more <laughs> mental health. Like, are yeah. you a grown ass motherfucking man? Not cool. like kidney efficiency. No, your kidneys can be fucked as long as you like know what you're doing with your life. We're good. (laughs) I will sit by you through dialysis if you have some fucking ambition. (laughs) If you can make a mean omelet. I am not that high maintenance, y'all. I'm willing to put up with a lot. Okay. If you have matches for Amanda and if they live anywhere remotely near Minnesota or if they are, uh, you know, financially secure enough to travel, let us know. Now, she wants a rich guy with a big dick. (laughs) 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 She's totally not wrong. Anyway, moving on. People are here for true crime. Lucy, what is the background and psych for South African crimes? Well, before we get started on that, I am going to implement a rule for this episode. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, no. Here We're we go. We're in trouble. We it's have called... to be quiet for the rest of it? <laughs> well, for one thing, you might notice that my notes are not on the drive, and that was not an accident. I learned my lesson no. after last week when I was interrupted no fewer than 8,000 times during my segment. <laughs> And what? given the fact that we're no. doing South African crimes. <laughs> I'll shut the fuck up. Fine. No, no, no. Listen, here's my rule. Okay. And I'm going to explain this to our listeners. So okay. my rule is actually a drinking game because. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. As we may have told you guys before, we are working on new Patreon rewards yes. for yes. our donors. And one this of our ideas. This is to me. Lucy is doing this all on her own. We had nothing to do with this. I am completely yeah. shocked. Yeah. So stop interrupting and listen. (laughs) Okay. New Patreon reward includes this new thing that we're doing, which is like a 30 minute super drunken conversation about a topic that we wouldn't normally cover. And I think they'll mostly be crime related, but you know, who knows? We're real drunk. drunk. Um, we're going to record that little 30 minute segment for our Patreon donors after this episode. So it is our goal to get pretty wasted during this episode. Y'all, I've had one cup of pasta salad and a scoop of hummus to eat today. So (laughs) A, revenge body. B, I'm about to be roll wasted. I heard you (laughs) crunching those pita chips though. They're so good. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so hungry. Okay. We just started. Um, so anytime Kenyon interrupts with a personal anecdote or correcting some kind of fact, then we all take a drink and I'm, 
My God. And I'm I'm not saying that you're limited because obviously you live there and you do have a different perspective, but I'm just saying. Okay. We're going to get fucking shit-faced because I know you. I may die today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, may die. I might need to go Fine. get a second bottle of wine. <laughs> I'm already a little bit shit-faced, so this is going to be great. Yeah. You have to drink, too, every time you interrupt, oh, yeah. so choose I'm wisely. I'm more. I just, I just oh, put the God. wine bottle towards the mic as if that could do anything. <laughs> All right. That Shall said, we? try to keep it to a minimum because we don't want so this afraid. to last for four hours. <laughs> I mean, all right, stay conscious. Had, we did do a full two-hour episode on identity theft, so like it wouldn't be that crazy. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Okay, <laughs> are we ready? Yep. So a little bit of background: the Republic of okay, South so Africa. First, oh my! <laughs> Everyone God. drink. Taking a drink. It was a joke. It's it not a joke. It still counts. It's not a joke. A card later is a card played. <laughs> oh my God! I'm already feeling like we might. I'm have to break into the tequila. I'm finishing this bottle of wine. Okay. I cleared my schedule for the rest of the day. <laughs> For the rest of the week, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I have a big day tomorrow, so I can't get too we crazy. We all do. But... We have so much to do tomorrow. We're I so don't. fucked. God damn it. Oh, wait. I do have that one thing. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. I am four words into this, you guys. <laughs> the Republic of South Africa <laughs> is the 25th largest country in the world and the 24th most populous country. Mm. So it's a large country. It has over 1,700 miles of coastline on the Atlantic and Indian Oceans. About 80% of the population is sub-Saharan African descent. Hold on. I'm already drunk. (laughs) About 80% of the population is of sub-Saharan African descent, made up of dozens of ethnicities and languages, only nine of which are officially recognized. Mm-hmm. I can literally hear how hard Kenyon is working <laughs> to stay silent. I can feel it through. I know. So the airwaves. I can like, too. My hands are sweaty. That is how hard I'm trying. <laughs> I'm my taking a drink. That counts. Mountain climbing right oh, now. Oops, wait, am I on this game too? Or is it only if Kenyon interrupts? It's both of us? I'm counting interruptions. Son oh. of a bitch. Oops. Oh, we're really <laughs> fucked now. <laughs> so we've discussed apartheid in our hate crimes episode, along mm-hmm. with more like South African history. So if you want to more info on that, uh, go back to listen to Kenyon's 80-minute segment in episode 44. <laughs> it was a rant, y'all. We went deep. A lot. We went deep. And I have no desire to revisit that at this point. Mm -mm. So getting on to specifically crime in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Violent crime is a major fucking deal in the country of South Africa. Yeah. And aren't we all excited to visit in July? (laughs) (laughs) You'd be shocked at how you'd be be shocked at how expensive the flights are for being like an pretty fucking dangerous country to visit but. and isn't there like a crazy water crisis right now too yeah okay. specifically in, in cape I feel town like everybody it, is shitting on south africa no i'm saying all of these things should reduce our flight cost 
Yeah. It should. I don't know why the flights are so expensive this year. Like, I used to get flights under $1,000, like, round trip. I don't know why they're so expensive right now. Yeah, but from... But anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. One thing. I'm using my thing. Flag it down. Girl, Everybody do Here we go. Here we go. The crime rates are really dependent on location. So, like... If you live in a township or an informal settlement slash slum, the crime rates are astronomical. But if you live in a different part, like in a suburb or whatever, or a different neighborhood of a city, it's not that bad. It's still worse than the States, but it's not that bad. Do you hear me refilling my glass? Yeah, yeah. I do. And you All haven't right. heard me because I've just been waterfalling for the entire duration <laughs> of her interruption, <laughs> which is a new rule I've been spilling. And the drought in Cape Town is really bad, but at least my wedding venue has a private well. Moving on. All right. In fact, <laughs> most immigrants from South Africa state that crime was a big factor in their decision to leave and I don't have a source for this but I'm not really that surprised given the stats that we're about to go through so I'm just gonna stick with that yeah around around 49 people are murdered every day in South Africa and as Kenyon stated it depends on the area that you're in but people are people lives are lives and numbers are numbers absolutely um other popular crimes (laughs) Other popular crimes include rape. Uh, The country has one of the highest rates of child and baby rape in the world, which is horrific. Yeah, that's related to the AIDS, HIV, AIDS epidemic and this terrible, you know, mistaken idea that raping a virgin will cure you of HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. And not also real, guys. Not the real. most horrifying thing ever. Yeah. Also, drink. Yep. <laughs> Anytime I'm not speaking and Kenyon is speaking, my wine glass is to my lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine. Whatever, y'all. I love I it. I am having so much fun. <laughs> I'm not discounting your perspective. I'm just kind of punishing you and also kind of punishing us as well. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're taking all of us down. You really are. Uh, another popular crime is carjacking. And I thought this was a fun fact. The Holland Insurance Company in 2007 said that they would not cover Volkswagen Golfs because they <clears throat> were the most so targeted vehicle stolen. for carjackings. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's actually partially how we decided what car to buy as we looked at a list of the top 10 most carjacked cars in South Africa. And we were like, okay, not one of those. Don't Um, you still drive a Volkswagen though? No, No. we have Nissan. We have a Nissan. Oh, did you Um, used to have a Volkswagen? In the States, we had a Volkswagen. Gotcha. And then it got carjacked. You had to get a Nissan. (laughs) (laughs) in New Jersey Jersey City Heights it got carjacked actually actually red mini coopers are like the least carjacked I think is what I heard yeah Yeah. fuck them yeah one of the most carjacked cars in the US is um fuck what is it called it's not a Honda Civic it's like a but like Hondas are really 
commonly carjacked because the parts are so universal. I think it yeah. is a Honda Civic. I've heard it that. It might be the Civic because you can use the parts in so many different cars that it's it makes sense to cannibalize them and sell them off to... That's why Toyotas are the most carjacked in South Africa. And also Weird. there's like a huge Toyota plant, I think. There's a ton of... Like everyone drives a fucking Toyota, but yeah, you can use the parts from any Toyota in like these public minibus taxis. So this is why it's confusing to me, and maybe, Lucy, you could shed some light on this, given your research, but maybe not. So my parents owned a Volkswagen Passat, like, years ago, and one thing I remember from the maintenance of that car is that it needs, like, very specific parts and very specific tools to work on it. So why, you know, if the, if know. the parts and the tools are not easy like to repurpose in other vehicles other than Volkswagens or like Audis. Why would you car like why would that be the most popular one to carjack? I don't what get it. What kind of car was that that your parents had? A they Passat, had a Passat, but it applies nice. to like every Volkswagen car. I don't know about Volkswagens, but Toyotas are super, super popular here and so it makes sense that like there are the parts are more widely available and therefore cheaper and mm-hmm. And maybe Whatever. the incentive is that the parts for Volkswagens and the tools to repair them are more expensive so they can get more money for it. I Who think knows? that yeah, I country of origin might make a difference because if mm. Honda parts are – Hondas are generally inexpensive to repair and if, like, mm-hmm. Civics are really carjackable, mm-hmm. it might have something to do with, like, Japanese efficiency and keeping those costs down versus mm. German – engineering and like just trying to keep their brand expensive and exclusive yeah that's true yeah. i don't know could yeah, have something I think it to depends do with on that. the country and just where the factories are mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right moving all on right, fair enough and kidnapping one Woo! child every five hours on average goes missing good lord all right mostly from volkswagen beat? golfs <laughs> and red mini coopers is that does that beat us out in the unit in the united states for kidnapping oh i would be willing to bet i don't know that stat yeah. offhand but one child every five hours that's crazy mm. yeah mm-hmm. um and that's just the stat that i found one child every five hours goes missing uh i assume I mean, it doesn't necessarily uh, relate to kidnapping. You and know? they may not, yeah, they may not stay missing. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, so a lot of the following information comes from a Quartz article from October 2017. Um, it's talking about how crime overall is down about 1.8% from 2016. And so how they gather these stats is that they compare, like, their year is from October to October. So from October 2016 to October 2017, crime in South Africa was down about 1.8% with so-called contact crimes at their lowest since the 2013-2014 period. So contact Mm -hmm. crimes are any crime where the victim is physically harmed, like uh, robberies, assaults, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, this stat is misleading, and most South Africans are not feeling like crime has decreased in general. And so just going over some stats to kind of explain why this is, um, 
Sexual violence is down 4.3%. What's called... Which is negligible. Right, and we'll get into that. And I'm taking a drink. (laughs) God damn it. Yo, I'm trying so hard. I love it so much. I'm going to get so drunk. Okay. Uh (laughs) What's called common assault, which, like, I don't know regular assault, (laughs) is down 5.7%. Grievous bodily harm is down 6.7%. But all of these downward projections is kind of made up for because there is way more murder and robbery happening. Um, According to the Institute of Security Studies, despite a large budget increase of $6.3 billion U.S. dollars, I don't know how much that was in Rand, since 2012, cops still are not doing enough to prevent crimes. And we'll kind of go into maybe some reasons why that is. Um, When it comes to specifically murder... Victims are mostly young men, which points to gang-related activity, and this is largely centered around the Cape Town area. Oh, so, okay. you know, bring your pepper spray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Murder is the most... Uh, so the reason why this report focused mostly on murder is because murder is the most reliable measurement of how a country is dealing with crime because it can be independently verified and it's measurable because there is a fucking dead body. Mm. Like it's whereas, you know, sexual assault, a large percentage of that is not reported. Yeah. One like can assume. Vast majority. Yeah. Same with like robbery and whatever. And we'll get into all this too. But m- murder specifically is where the most solid numbers are coming from. Between 2009 and 2011, police were able to curb crime significantly in the Gotang province. Hautang. The Wu-Tang province. Hautang. What? Wu-Tang. Hautang. I googled Ghost how to pronounce killer. it. Wu-tang. Yeah, I live here. It's Wu-Tang here. province. <laughs> Wu-Tang province includes the capital Pretoria and the major city and Kenyan's homeland of Johannesburg. Also yeah. drink. Yeah, definitely drinking for that. I will only drink if you admit that it's pronounced Hautang. Wu-Tang I'm not Club? admitting shit. I Googled it. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> uh, it's so they were able like to... local colloquialism because we yeah. have fucking New Prague, which is not pronounced Prague. It's literally fucking spelled Prague. <laughs> I know. But I've these Midwestern turds can't fucking pronounce it any other way, and I'm one of them now. Yeah. So, like, New I Prague. get it. My godmother got married there. New Prague. Yeah. Shout out. It's like now. She, she got <laughs> married Prague. in New Prague. She married did get married in New Prague. <laughs> and she drank milk and ate bagels. <laughs> I I grew up saying milk and it I <gasps> switched in milk. college. Milk. Put your milk in a bag. My cousins say <laughs> pillow. Drive down to New Prague. Ick. Grab your pillow. Get a glass of warm <laughs> milk. Maybe you should smother them all with a pillow. <laughs> Smother. <laughs> smother them all smother. with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Hashtag police drunk. Here we go. Police were able to curb crime significantly in that area through improved investigation, forensics, etc. 
But as crime has increased since then, along with their funding, it is showing that perhaps other factors, including political interference, is involved in the fact that police are seemingly incapable of curbing crime very effectively these days. So do you think people are getting paid off? Maybe. Uh, if, like, I, a lot of political reasons, you follow the money and whoever is, like, supporting the police force or, you know, certain people that they want elected. Okay, I so think I that, realize that I'm being insufferable, but. <laughs> as I'm trying to get a fucking word in. Go ahead. Go police. Uh-huh. Salaries are super low. Like police salaries are like three or four thousand rand a month, which is like two hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So they could be easily susceptible to yes. financial manipulation. Yes, because Got their it. salaries are so so low that they almost need bribes just to survive at like a lower middle class level. Got um, it. And it's also a super dangerous job. Like, it's a very, very dangerous job. They're putting their lives at risk every single day, and they're making $200 a month. Okay. So it kind of makes sense. Drink. In general, lots of privatized security measures are being taken by private citizens, uh, such as gated communities and, like, private hired security services. And this alone shows that South Africans don't trust the police and the system. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is privatized. As Kenyon can mm-hmm. attribute, she lives in a fucking gated community herself. And I bet you I feel know. very safe at night. I do. Yeah. Although they people do break in. Like, not in our community, but, like, it's not unheard of. It can happen. And, like, I'm not going to blame the guards because they are also making super low salaries. So if somebody Bribe comes your at them with a gun. Well, you know, whatever. If nothing is fail safe, but, like... Yeah, we do live in a in a complex with private security in it, and I do feel very safe. So, according to a 2007 study on violence by the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation, <laughs> so specific. <laughs> it's actually the Centre, Centre, oh. <laughs> Centre, Centre for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. <laughs> In oh Wu Tang Province. <laughs> that just made my dog cry. Oh my God. <laughs> Some factors oh attributed to high rates of violence include the fact that South Africans have weakened confidence in law enforcement, so are often unwilling to report crimes, such as sexual assault, as we talked about, related to stigma, trauma, duh, this is universal fucking patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, so-called smash and grab crimes, which is where a thief will just come into like a car stopped at an intersection or whatever, smash the window, grab the cell phone or the purse or the wallet, and just take off. I like, would say that is the thing probably I'm most aware of every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently that goes largely unreported because it's so common and the cops are so unlikely to do anything about it in the first place and super unlikely to catch the thief. Yeah, like, how could they possibly catch mm. the person? If you're just like, I was at this intersection. Like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, there's no way they're going to solve that. Um, another 
Another reason for this high rate of violence includes that violence is normalized in the culture, and so is sexual harassment. Like, not to make blanket statements, but a lot of men in that country believe that they have a right to coercive sexual conduct towards women and that it's acceptable. So I it's would just, say that it's super racialized. Um, so, for example, I am white and I have never been catcalled or anything of the like in South Africa, which is actually like a distinct change from everywhere else I've lived. Um, you are the minority in that country, though. Yeah, but also that is due to, like, the legacy of, of white privilege from apartheid where, like, it's not happening to me, but it definitely happens to women of color in South Africa. And the population is, you know, 90 95% black. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> it's But it's very, very racialized. So, like, I couldn't go a day... Or any woman couldn't go a day without being catcalled or something happening in New York City. But here, I haven't been catcalled in three years. But I'm sure that women of color are every day. Uh, as a side note, and just as a little, you can drink if you want to. This just I've made been me drinking feel, this whole time. I'm <laughs> really kind of drunk right now, which is the only reason yeah. I'm sharing this with you guys. I had to go... Uh, to a business building downtown earlier this morning and it's right next to a Burger King. Amanda, I think I told you that this particular Burger King is like on like kind of a pedestrian street and that they close yeah. at 4 p.m. because there's so many uh, transients that just hang out outside that Burger King that they have to close early just to kind of curb. Maintain. The, yeah. Curb the loitering. And so I had to walk past, I parked on one side, had to walk past it, and I had to walk past it again. And there were, like, a bunch of guys outside, you know, like, grubby guys, you know, doing whatever they do, loitering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had every expectation of having rude comments made at me just because that's how we are socialized nowadays. Yeah. I went past and then passed again. Nobody made a comment. And, in fact... One of them almost ran into me and said, oh, excuse me, and nothing oh. else. And I was like, hmm. today is my day. Yeah. All right. No catcalling. Amazing. That Respecting is fucking, my space. That is how low our standards have dropped. Yeah. That we're like, oh, it's my God, for I wasn't harassed right. in this 15-minute span. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. I'm having such a good day. Uh, on the flip side, yesterday I had to go to the dollar store to get a couple things. Had to. I'm I'm poor. I went to the dollar <laughs> store to get a couple things. And I was yeah. paying for stuff. And the guy behind me, you know, looked a little grubby, whatever, whatever. He dropped a dime and I heard the dime fall. And I saw him reach down to pick it up. And, like, I guess just, you know, dimes are thin and he couldn't pick it up off the floor with his fingers. And so he just kind of left it. And I was about to bend down and pick it up for him. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to bend down so my head is at his waist level. So yeah. I just didn't. Like, I knew it was not the most polite thing to do because I obviously turned around and saw that he was struggling. 
And yeah. I just didn't bend down. I didn't want to no. bend down in front of him. So I didn't. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any any dude who's out there who's like, oh, women are such bitches. They don't even know that. It's like we are living in a fucking battle zone. It's and self-protection 100% of the time. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, anytime a woman is cold to you or mean to you or whatever, it is because she is living through a fucking ongoing battle every day of her life and she yeah. needs to just protect herself. Our subconscious just- is running a thousand equations and like pros mm-hmm. and cons, risk factors, deciding yeah. whether to smile back at you. And we yeah. also recognize that this threat is heightened, you know, tenfold for trans women, trans women of color, women of color. Absolutely. You know, we're not going to sit on, like, our white feminist soapbox and talk about how hard it is for us because we still have a lot of fucking privilege. Absolutely. But this is the scope within which we are able to identify and able to, you know... Yeah. This experience? is just our experience. I exactly. mean, it so, just, just is. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing but that out there. Totally acknowledging, important. totally acknowledging all of all of the mm-hmm. above. Y'all, I just finished this bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> we got a long it's way like, to go, sister. That's like maybe a record. We got I a mean, long way to go. We you guys did some housekeeping. Donate on this Patreon right now. So you yeah. can listen to the shit Stop show this episode. that is to come. We need to start paying for Kenyon's medical care because shit's about to get real dicey. <laughs> Gonna need oh a God. liver replacement. All right. I on. promise I'm almost done with my segment. I'm almost okay. done. Well, we've only been recording for an hour, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, so another factor attributing to the high rate of, oh, excuse me, of violence. Don't laugh over a high not, rate of violence. I had a hiccup. Yeah, Lucy hiccuped. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> the criminal okay. justice system is kind of corrupt and difficult yeah. to navigate and also inefficient. So people mm-hmm. don't trust that if they do report a crime and if there is somebody arrested that that's going to fucking do anything or do enough. Yeah. So yeah. loss of confidence in that. There's a mm-hmm. subculture of criminality where credibility is established by a person's willingness to participate in extreme violence or violence in general, but including extreme violence. Kind of like any gang culture. Yeah, but this is not just relegated to organized crime, like gangs, gangs, but can also mm. just be informal groups of of people with, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of vendetta. There is a and lot of we have uh, we have discussed in the past like the astronomically damaging effects of how these subcultures are represented in which the media. Which I'm about to like, get. To. Oh, yeah. Okay, media. sorry. Okay. I'll drink. I'll drink. I'll drink. <laughs> it's uh, just so lot, fucked up. So fucked of, up. Already of, an oppressed subgroup is just being demonized. Okay, I'm drinking now, so I'm gonna shut you're up. You're drinking three more times. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of firearms. A lot of yes. guns in the country, and also I read a. F- super fun stat about Cape Town. Cape Town mm. has a lot of knife violence. Good. So, lots Can of knives. Can we, if <laughs> we check our bags, which I'm assuming we will, bring our own knives? I'm bringing my knife. Yeah. It saved our lives once in Chicago. Kenyon knows. Yep. Yeah. 
That's true. Uh, I'm Round bringing two. my purple uh, Leatherman with me. I God used bless. to carry pepper spray, but then I kept getting stopped. But then it got stolen out of your car. Your <laughs> <laughs> no, we kept trying to go places like shopping malls, and they would search my purse, and then they'd have to keep walking back to my car with my pepper spray and drop it off before he went into the shopping mall. And then, I don't know, it just kind of disappeared. Mm. There is... There are very few things that just fucking unsettle me when it comes to, like, violent actions and stabbing in the non-theatrical, realistic, multiple, like, prison stabbing way. Oh, I can't. I can't. I've been watching so much ER, and there's a lot of stabbing that comes into there. It's like, fuck. It's some scary shit. It's I really mean, scary. And you don't die anytime no. soon. No! You bleed you, and you are destroyed and you have surgery and then maybe you live. Uh-huh. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Well, knock on wood, Zach and I have lived here for three years and we've never had a single problem. You don't live I'm in Cape Town. I'm going to get stabbed by a lion on safari in Cape Town <laughs> in July. And, and it's, it's going to have fucking tatters fall. of our business cards in its fangs. Yeah! <laughs> Because I will have given the business cards to the lion first as the new social media tool. Yep. Oh, my God. Our new strategy. Uh, So this uh, subculture of criminality is linked to what this study called poor youth socialization due to poverty and unstable living arrangements. Mm. And Mm -hmm. some of this points to again, what this study called inconsistent or uncaring parenting. I don't okay, have anything well, else to say. Racist. Ab- that's not good, but that's what I'm saying from this report. Okay. And honestly, so, that could be said for any fucking culture. I mean, some parents don't care and their kids join a gang like that. Yeah, okay. But I don't, I mean, that seems really generalizing Some parents also super care and their children join a gang. Like, it's, there's so many fucking factors. It can't be generalized, like you can, just said. Can I read my next, my, my next and last yes, bullet please. point before yes, we please. launch into this? Because. Pitbulls are not inherently bad. Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. But my next bullet point reads. And, of course, this is linked to high levels of inequality, poverty, marginalization, Mm -hmm. racism, Mm -hmm. and social exclusion. And this is all tied to apartheid, among other things. Continue. Fucking preach. Yeah. Yeah. Preach, Basically, people are living on subsistence wages or less. Mm -hmm. And they're living in these communities with astronomical rates of, of crime and violence And they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to put food on the table. And I'm speaking from from having worked in one of these communities and and basically one of, if not the most dangerous community in the Johannesburg area, Deep Slough. Mm -hmm. And people are struggling to survive. And everything is, is, you know, there are a lot of people in relationships in order to just keep a roof over their heads and their children's heads. And it's not uncaring parenting. It is survival mode parenting. I don't mean to make light of what you just said, but did you just say that area is called Deep Sloot? Yes. (laughs) 
It's an okay. unfortunate name. Just covering our bases here. I didn't want to let that really, slip away. It's a really unfortunate oh, name. It means deep Please spell it. Creek. Spell it for me. S L U umlaut T. It's D I E P S L O T. I'm about to be a deep sleuth, if you know what I mean. Single it on the prowl. Toad's not trying to make light of this, but deep sleuth. Deep sleuth. It's a very unfortunate name, and it's a really, really tough area to live in, and the crime rates and sexual violence rates are uh, through the roof. Well, I remember when you were working there and you told us stories. It sounds fucking horrific. Absolutely horrific. It's Mm. terrifying, and it's only ten minutes from my super privileged existence. (laughs) So that's my seg. And, uh, just so you guys know, even if you are living in South Africa, you can treat your brain to Talkspace, which is the yes. online therapy company that makes it easy, affordable, easy. and convenient to convenient. connect with a therapist who's licensed in your area. Connect. Or licensed. <laughs> what did I miss? Or no, I'm just, you I'm, live I'm, I'm in an area where it doesn't matter if they're licensed. Area. <laughs> South Africa. Licensed, South Africa. You can connect to a therapist if you live in South Africa or That's a myriad of other countries, Talk including space. the United States. United States. <laughs> Talkspace. Um, Talkspace is amazing. All three of us actually legitimately use it, and we fucking need it. It and got it. me through my breakup, so there's <laughs> yeah. that. It's amazing. It's so convenient. Uh, I find myself actually using it a lot more than I used traditional therapy in the past mm-hmm. because instead of just once a week or once every two weeks or whatever, when you can actually drag yourself out of bed and, and make it to in-person therapy, this way with Talkspace, you can just text or video message or voice memo your therapist. And it's amazing. And it's unlimited. And honestly, Um, every time we talk about this on the air, I think about the fact that you don't have to drive past a McDonald's on your way home from your therapist. It's true life. Because that's like a real thing, y'all. This is too real. I'm like lactose intolerant and I still would drive by the McDonald's every time back and forth going to my in-person therapist and stop and get a chocolate milkshake every single time. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I'm doing much better with talk space. Um, I'm at my own home. I can use almond milk. I can make my own milkshakes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so much better. So if you want to get $30 off your first month, go to talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. Um, or when you're signing up for Talkspace, you can use the promo code GALS. And again, that will get you $30 off your first month, which is a huge savings. It's like basically a week free of therapy. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, Talkspace, I love it. All right. Kenyon! Okay. My case is oh, real no. sad. 
Uh, <laughs> what else? I'm He's new. shocked. And also have, drink because Ken, every time Kenyon's case is like way too depressing, everyone has to drink. Yep. I also I just finished. pasted my notes into the drive because I couldn't trust you bitches with it in there before. Oh my god, it's so Love true. It. Okay, so sorry for throwing okay. you off. Okay. So I have polished off three fourths of a bottle of wine. Yes. And now I have moved on to gin and San Pellegrino in a wine glass. I just want everyone to Guys. be apprised of the situation. Healthful. Reminder, if you are not currently donating on Patreon, <laughs> you may want to hop on at any level <laughs> to receive our first exclusive Patreon content, Minisode yeah. Drunk Dive, which I will be hosting this evening. And yeah. I can't this feel afternoon. my arms, legs, or mouth. Excuse you. So it's already 4 p.m. and we're just starting Kenyon's thing. It's, it's evening. We're in I haven't been this drunk in weeks. Well, since I visited. Well, since Amanda a was week here. week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. let's be real. Well, 1.5 weeks is more than lap. one, so that's plural weeks. She Weeks. spilled pizza all over her lap and then wore the same pants the next day to an art museum, and it was I unbelievable. I forgot that I Continue. had spilled pizza all over my lap, and I discovered it once we got to the museum, and I realized how crusty my black pants were. It's fine. I remembered. I okay. remembered she did it. I remembered. <sighs> I'm wearing, like, bamboo leggings. Who the fuck knows? Okay. <laughs> Still? <laughs> Moving on. Solid so. bamboo? <laughs> No, like I mean, I know it's hollow, but... Some, like, fabric made out of bamboo. <laughs> Who knows? Guys, okay. she has a back brace. It's really embarrassing for her. <laughs> Stick magnet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. We're so drunk. It's so bad. Okay. I chose this case for two reasons. One, I have an, albeit tenuous, personal connection to the scene of the crime. You walked um, by it once? No, better than that. Better than okay, that. Okay. And okay. two... It has the added bonus of being a wine-related crime. Yes. Oh! Yes. <laughs> I want to do a whole episode on these. You'd be shocked mm. at how many crimes oh. there are related to wine. We could do yeah, a we got, series. We, got we get suggestions the all the time. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So this case is pretty recent. It happened in 2016. In the mm. Western Cape, which is, um, you know, specifically the area, um, well, it includes Cape Town. Yeah, but my case takes place in Stellenbosch, which is a town in the Winelands outside of Cape Town. Yeah. Okay? So, <clears throat> 47-year-old Jason Rohde was a successful uh, <laughs> Sotheby's chief executive and, quote, property magnet. So he was, like, the CEO of some Sotheby's subsidiary, real estate, okay. whatever. And he was a multimillionaire. Um, Jason and his wife Susan and their three teenage daughters lived in a 10 million rand uh, home, which is, like, a $1 million, like, equivalent of $1 million U.S. dollars. Um but, like, real estate is much cheaper here, so that's, like, a very nice home. Um, well, so, right, yeah. they're I mean, rich. a million dollars, a million dollar home in the U.S. is nothing to be scoffed at. 
Yeah, but it's like, I mean, you can get a mansion here for $300,000. So, like, a million U.S. dollars is like, whoa. Damn. Yeah. Um, And they lived in the upscale Johannesburg suburb of Bryanston, where I had a brunch this morning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Because, thanks. Um, Susan was a former teacher who had left her career to be a stay-at-home mother. Um, She had a passion for interior design and volunteered with numerous charitable organizations. Um, Together, Susan and Jason formed an attractive middle-aged couple. Um, Really, Susan was the attractive member of the couple um, she was she was she was Been really there. really pretty <laughs> just kidding just kidding but she i am was but just kidding um and then jason kind of looked like a graying bulldog <laughs> yeah, you know just you know just that like middle-aged cis white man yeah the jowls. Yeah, they all start to blend together and look the same. Yeah. Um, but I like salt it. and pepper. Okay. They were wealthy. They were prosperous. They had three beautiful children, you know, whatever. But their marriage was on the rocks. Mm, been there. So. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Susan had recently learned of Jason's affair with one of his younger employees. Uh, um, it's always a, wo- a younger one. Yeah, they always want somebody younger. Yeah. She was, <laughs> she was Sorry I tw- challenged you to be a real man. <laughs> um, so she was about 12 years younger, and her name is Jolene. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh my God, I've listened to <laughs> Nailed that it. so many times this week. <laughs> um, I'm so begging jo- of your place to live by man. Oh wait. <laughs> Take my man. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so Jolene Altersky, um, she also, so she was one of Jason's employees, but she also happened to be an um former friend of Suzanne's. Ooh. Okay. So, um, or not Suzanne, sorry. Susan. I'm drunk. Whatever. Okay. Hi, Mom. <laughs> so, Jason confessed uh, that the affair with Jolene, Jolene, uh, Jolene, Jolene, <laughs> share, share version. Began in June 2015, just a little over one year before our case took place, um, and that he, quote, attempted to break things off after Susan found out uh, about one month prior to the case. Don't have no time for trifling ass baby man. (laughs) Just saying. If you attempt (laughs) to break things off, that means Bye. you ain't done broke shit off. Yeah, um, that means you showed up, saw those sweet young tatas, mm-hmm. 
and forgot why you were there in the first place. Yeah. Okay, so he claims that he tried to break things off one month before this case took place, but we all know that's bullshit, and also the evidence suggests otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay, more on that in one second. So, our case takes place in July 2016. Jason is attending an annual Sotheby's conference at the hotel and popular wedding venue, Spear Wine Estate, outside oh of God. Stellenbosch. Oh, my God. And Zach and I looked at this Is that your fucking, fucking wedding venue? We looked at, we literally visited this place as a possible wedding venue. Oh. Did you bring a blacklight? <laughs> Do you have time to get your deposit back on the other place and host it here so we can get you married in the scene of a murder? Yes, 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 yes. Lucy, let's add it to our list of places we would at least want to visit while we're out there. Yeah. Done. It's like two minutes from our actual wedding venue, so you can. Thank God, that's so convenient. If it's within cartwheeling distance, I'm down. <laughs> That's cute. I've never okay. done a cartwheel in my life. I'm gonna barf after two cartwheels. I'm is it way too fucking distance? fat to do a cartwheel. Roller skating distance. <laughs> uh, I will ride a cart with wheels, but cheetah, I will not cartwheel. Cheetah ride distance. Okay. So, all right. So he's attending this conference at this hotel and wedding venue and wine estate. And his wife, Susan, decides to accompany him, possibly to try to rekindle their troubled marriage, possibly Been just there. for like <laughs> possibly just for like a nice getaway in the wine country. Sure. Or probably most likely just to keep an eye on him because he was gonna be at a conference and Jolene, his mistress, was also attending the conference. He's a trifling ass baby man. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal. Literally do not identify with any of this. No, Dan's not a cheater. Nothing hurts. Nothing. (laughs) Well, nothing can hurt when you're this drunk, like physically or emotionally. So I'm pretty great. Made of plastic. I'm great. So anyway. Okay. Text messages the day before Susan's death reveal that Jason and Jolene were indeed still very much involved with one another. Of course they fucking were. I'm going to need someone to read the part of um, Jason. Yes. Uh, That's me, because last time (laughs) in the catfishing episode, I got to be the man, and I want to be the man again. Okay. So here. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> Alright, begin <laughs> Cause I'm frustrated that I can't be with you who I want You still love me This weekend made me realize just how much I don't want to be with Sue anymore All I can think of is you I want to scream with frustration I don't <laughs> want anything more in my life than to be with you Adopting this southern United States accent <laughs> My penguin forever. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
Having you close is driving me crazy. Sue is driving me nuts. Exclamation, 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 exclamation. She follows me around like a fucking shadow. <clears throat> All right. So as you can tell, Jason an and Jolene uh, were still texting each other. And I think the penguin reference was probably to like something about mating for life. Who knows? Yeah. Pet names. Also, gotta be. What the fuck else would it be? Nobody cares about because love is dead and relationships <laughs> never survive. <laughs> All right. You know, one of those. Love situations. is temporary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for, everything is conditional. Um, yeah. Oh, so everything is fluid. <laughs> text messages between Jason and Susan that same day reveal that the getaway was not reviving their lost marital bliss. Lucy, so do you is... want to be Susan? I want to be Susan. Okay. I want to be Susan. So you'll, so you'll be oh, Jason. Amanda? I almost fell out of my chair. Yes, of course I'll be Jason. <laughs> okay, so this is between Jason and his wife Susan that same yep. day. Okay. Begin. <clears throat> And I know you're going to divorce me, so I'm doing what I want now. You hear or think what you want to. You just go off on a tangent. Do you have the car? I have my briefcase in there. <laughs> I'm so drunk. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. I need my speech and some notes. When can I get it, please, PLSE? One hour. Okay. Or are you just checking how much time you have? Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm sitting in a conference with 150 people watching me! Exclamation, 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 exclamation. You are gonna die today, and so is she! Change- oh. <laughs> Change those fucking numbers on your phone that are blocked to normal numbers now and not letters! What is your problem? Exclamation, 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 exclamation. You're a devious fucking bastard. You can now pack your bag and leave. And take her bloody name off too. Why is she a contact? Because I can call her if I call her. Okay, I'm starting over. <laughs> because if I can call her, it will come up on Siri, you idiot. Now leave. I've had enough on my work day. You are doing this to me. I want you gone now, and I don't care about the consequences. Take it off. I'm in the conference. <laughs> what the fuck are you calling me for? Thought it was finished. We are finished. Threaten me once more, Jason. You made that choice. What you doing? Looking for her car. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So literally a transcript of my breakup on Sunday. <laughs> You're so going to die today. <laughs> Where's your car? Oh, God. Good for you. Probably could have done with a read through before we did that. No, cold reading is its most it's authentic great. form. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> you guys, there's so much punctuation in all of these. I, I had know. to share it. I skipped. All right. 
most of mine. Okay. It's Don't so worry. Good. We've got a little bit more of the text messages later on. <laughs> okay. Yes. So. You get to reprise my role as Jason, Jason. Derulo. <laughs> okay. Obviously, things are not great between Jason and I don't Jason know. This seems Susan. reparable to me. It seems not pretty great. functional. TBH. Yeah. I-M-H-O. Yeah. So... <laughs> The next morning, the next morning, Jason claims that he briefly woke up around seven a.m. Um, Susan was fine; she was there; everything was normal. And then he fell back asleep. Bullshit. And then later that morning, he claims he fully woke up and he found his wife dead in the bathroom of their hotel room having hanged herself behind the bathroom door using the cord from a hair-straightening iron. There are two things that I find wrong with this statement. Mm-hmm. Number one, the door's not that tall. You're probably not going to hang yourself from, like, the hook mm-hmm. on the door. Number two, mm-hmm. I don't know about that cord being that strong. I, I don't know her size. Being strong enough. I could see That's the cord being done. strong enough. The yeah. bathroom door height, though. Mm. I mean, I the husband say, did it. We have the T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> we have the one, T-shirt. <laughs> one thing I will say is that most bathrooms in South Africa, infuriatingly, will not have electrical plugs. What? what? Uh, Why? Yeah. What the fuck it's, is the point of that? <laughs> it's to avoid mixing electricity with water. No, no, that's not no, a good enough not, reason. Not sound enough a no. reason. It's really no. annoying. Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. So, if her hair straightening iron was like plugged in, then it doesn't. Mm. There's nowhere for it to be plugged in. But if she was just using it as a hanging method, then I could see it. It would definitely hold, right? It wouldn't have to be plugged in. <laughs> There's nothing in here about it being plugged in. No, it doesn't no. need to be plugged in. The The cord itself is absolutely strong enough to sustain yeah. this kind of use. Well, yeah. I, at first I read it as the, the hotel provided on. appliance, which is why mm. I no. originally differed, because that shit's cheap. But if it were her yeah. own hair straightening iron, I can see that. Yeah. I believe it was her own hair straightening iron. Okay. Jason also claims that um, this, quote, obvious suicide um, makes sense because ever since discovering his affair, Susan had become, quote, ever more irrational, obsessive, and angry. Mm. And that, quote, her exponential deterioration and her inability to reason or conduct herself rationally oh ultimately led to her committing suicide. I just scared my dogs. I she just must have been on her dogs. period. Because I was cheating on my wife of however many years. I fucking She's irrational. Cannot. Who has I have born no... three of my children. Ugh, yeah, I have, no, I have no fucking time for this bullshit. No. Like, no. Mm-hmm. This is no your time. fucking fault. Hey, men, take some fucking responsibility for your bullshit. Yeah. Okay. 
So, of course, the prosecution alleges that Jason staged the suicide um, after mm-hmm. a violent altercation with his wife uh, after his affair turned, you know, like, over his affair, which then turned into a crime of passion. Okay. Which I think is okay. pretty which obvious. doesn't make yeah. it excusable. No, but it's pretty obvious that's what happened. But anyway... Um, investigators concluded that Susan died of manual forceful strangulation to the neck. Um, there were also indications that of a ligature mark, so like some sort of cord or something being used on her neck. Aside from her allegedly hanging herself, this manual strangulation implies that somebody did it to her. The prosecution is saying that she died by manual strangulation. So oh, strangulation with okay. hands. Gotcha. Um, but there was also an additional ligature mark, meaning like with a cord or a string or something. Um, but the prosecution claims that this ligature occurred after her death because there was no hemorrhaging under the skin mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. ligature mark occurred. Oh. Which means We've all that there was seen enough so cool. forensic files yeah. to know what that means. Yeah. Yep. Did she have burst blood vessels in her eyeballs? Ooh, I don't know, but that's a good question. Mm. Um, so, yeah, basically they're saying, like, he hung her after he strangled her to death to try to make it look like a suicide because where she was hung, there was a mark, but there was clearly no blood circulation where that, you know, ligature mark happened. Rookie mistake. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Officer Fitzgerald on the scene. <laughs> No extra points awarded to this guy. Fuck that. (laughs) Okay. So, according to the prosecution, Susan also sustained forceful blunt trauma to her chest prior to her death, indicating a physical altercation, which took place. I'm Mm. so drunk. Uh, Yeah, hi. (laughs) Um, This is a horrific case. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Susan. Okay. Every inch of this case has been scrutinized by the media and the public, and uh, seemingly every piece of evidence has been contested by both opposing legal teams in South Africa. Um, Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jason's defense team has claimed that many of Susan's injuries um, that were, you know, found during the autopsy were actually caused by rescue workers and the state pathologist. What? Um, So, for example, they claim that the pathologist... um, Okay, the pathologist testified that there was a contusion on Susan's lung, which indicated that she swallowed about 100 milliliters of blood before she died. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a lot of blood, I think. It's a lot of blood. That's as much Um, wine as I've had tonight. No, it's not. Um, mm. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Well, this bottle is seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Yeah, so it's about it how much is. gin I've had since I finished a bottle of wine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not an insignificant amount of blood or yeah, wine. Right. It's, yeah, it's if it yeah, were wine, I'd be feeling it. 
Yeah. Okay, so uh, the defense, in contrast, claims that that contusion, um, as well as a fractured rib, could have been caused by the rescue workers who administered CPR um, after Susan's death. So basically, the rescue workers arrived on the scene. Susan was already not breathing and, like, mostly cold, but the rescue workers were like, uh, we're still going to try CPR just in case, like, briefly. I can see that, that that's how blood would get sucked into her lungs and the fractured rib. I can see that. Okay. I mean, the fractured rib, yes. I don't buy it, but lungs. I can see it. Eh, it seems convenient. I don't but think let's that, just keep going. I think even with CPR, I don't think you could swallow blood. I don't think. Well, I don't know about swallowing, but it coming into your lung chamber. Let me go watch like a hundred more episodes of ER and then get back to you. Yeah, BRB. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, the defense. <laughs> pausing this recording. Cue <laughs> uh, elevator music. We come back next week. <laughs> for 24 hours. <laughs> All right. The defense also claims that the pathologist who conducted the autopsy um, damaged part of Susan's larynx, namely the thyroid superior horn. But um, that sounds well, awful. <laughs> what part of the body is that? Somewhere in like the upper throat. Oh, Ugh. sure. Okay. My superior horn is working right <laughs> now is what you're telling me. Um, so the Ouch, my superior cl- horn. <laughs> um, so the defense claims <laughs> that the, the pathologist damaged this during the postmortem examination and actually cut a piece of cartilage that previously had been undamaged. Yeah. And of course, the pathologist denies this and says that the fracture was clearly caused by direct pressure from the fingers during strangulation. I don't see a pathologist fucking up a part of a body like that. I should if they were hope a not. trained pathologist. Just I saying. mean, from what I know about the Instagram account of Mrs. Angeli, yeah, Mrs. Angeli would, would never, never do that. Mm-hmm. Never. Don't touch my upper horn. My superior horn. My, my superior <laughs> horn. I'm sorry. My thyroid superior horn. Eyes up crap. here. okay so okay jason's defense team uh also alleges that the night before susan's death susan came at him in a quote wild booze filled rage i mean been there i know yeah right they were also my name is susan it's really nice to meet you (laughs) It's happening. <laughs> Currently fucking channeling Susan right now. Oh, God. Susan, your legacy okay. lives inside <laughs> me. Okay, so he claims Susan came at him in this rage and that he had to, quote, fend her off. And in doing so, that involved slapping her in the face, okay. elbowing her in the nose, and grabbing okay. her by the throat. No. Fuck. No. That. No. Shit. Hands uh, off my superior horn. Fuck get yourself. Off. No. Get off my horn. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you fucking prick. Been uh, there, but also the fuck you. You motherfucker. 
Also, PSA, strangulation is a key domestic violence homicide yep. risk indicator. Yep, yep. And prior non-fatal strangulation increases yep. uh, the risk of attempted homicide in domestic violence situations sixfold. Ugh. And it increases risk of actual homicide by more than sevenfold. So I love how he's, his defense is, I had to choke her out to stop her. Yeah. But then this, fuck you, yeah. you killed her, you motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. He it. also claims that she then fell headlong over a low garden retaining wall and injured her right side, possibly her rib. So the rib was either from when he fucking shoved her by the throat over a garden wall or by the rescue workers administering CPR. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder uh, which story I'm going to buy. Yep. Yeah. Definitely not the fucking just beating because you're having an affair, you fucking bulldog looking prick. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. One weird thing. WhatsApp messages from Susan's phone to the mistress Jolene uh, were sent out after Susan's supposed time of death. What? But even this has been contested, and it's nearly impossible to have, like, a perfect time of death or even, like, a really precise window of but time like, of death. But, like, if she was wasted and they were struggling for any amount of time... Right. I mean... Yeah. Come on. I don't know, but here are the text messages between Susan and the mistress Jolene sent between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. on the morning of Susan's death. Oh, yes. Oh, so can I, I don't Susan get to reprise my role as Jason. This is just no. you two bitches. This is just us. So, Rude. Lucy, Lucy, you'll be Susan mm-hmm. and I'll be Jolene. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> Go wash your mouth. Are you reading the rest of it or no? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Say it again. Go wash your mouth. Whore, wash your own fucking mouth after you suck my husband's dick. (laughs) Jason said you were only good for one thing and that's why he keeps coming back. He said you'd be the last person he'd ever wanted to be with. As Jason, I feel like that's inaccurate, but like as also Susan in my heart, I totally get it. Yeah. I like whore wash your own fucking mouth. Yeah. She actually said suck suck my husband's dick. Such my husband's dick. But I'm not gonna hold that against her. (laughs) Against against her. How dare you such my husband's dick? Ditch. Okay. So Initially, like, uh, you know, right off the bat, police believed the suicide theory because she was, like, hanging there in the hotel room. Well, right. Uh, All signs point to yes. Yeah. But soon after, uh, Jason returned to Johannesburg to his fancy house, whatever, and then police arrested him on murder charges. Yep. Natch. Okay. So the trial is... (laughs) is still ongoing Um, and actually it was recently postponed until early next year and that is because Jason was out on 100,000 rand bail which is like Uh $20 uh, 
No, it's like almost, <laughs> it's like 10 grand. It's like not that much. Dang, um, this conversion rate super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, the couple's three daughters who are like 18 and then they have twin 16 year olds, um, they were in the care of their grandparents. Um, but Jason retained visitation rights. So that's great. Mm. Oh my God. Um, Lovely. Yeah. Okay. So he's out on bail. Um, but after he failed to show up for a court hearing last week. Classic. Um, an arrest warrant was issued and, um, you know, it wasn't like he was trying to make a run for it because this case is like super high profile in South right. Africa and he's, he would be like recognized instantly. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as he was a bulldog. Just at home as a graying bulldog. You are a gr- salt and pepper bulldog. Yeah. Um, so he was at home, but he was quote, undergoing a severe depressive episode. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's really hard. So Um, I go through one of those like 18 times a day, and I've managed not to fucking kill anyone. (laughs) So fuck off. I've overcome two of those today. Fuck you. So I've had my period (laughs) for over a week. (laughs) Y'all deal. Okay. So Jason was quickly arrested and the judge remanded him to psychiatric care until the end of February this month. And um, his psychological fitness to stand trial will then be reassessed. So stay tuned. We'll have to follow up. Yep. Yeah. (gasps) I'm really hoping this fucker gets convicted because he so obviously murdered his wife. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Why doesn't the judge just call us? Yeah. Have us take care of it. We will yeah, be the we'll judge and jury and executioner. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hold I call all the power in this situation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you have also I call been judge on and your jury. period. Speaking of week long periods. <laughs> like Amanda. And now, a word from our sponsor. So, did you guys know the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them do not. That's messed up. Repeat, do not. (laughs) Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester, which is what I want in my leggings, not in my Mm -hmm. tampons. Okay. Um... Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents. Again, what I want in my face lotion, not in my tampons. Mm -hmm. Um, And also fragrance and dyes. But Lola products are 100% organic cotton. Love it. Yep. And Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products and your perfect mix of absorbency. So personally, for me, I need a lot of lights and regulars because I've got that real slick arm implant, and my period is super weird and light and weird, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also choose your number of boxes and the frequency of delivery. So if you have this weirdo arm implant, you might only need, like, one box every other month. And you can decide that. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. 
And they now offer pads and liners as well as non-applicator tampons for those looking for a more environmentally friendly option, which I always am. And you also, really are. I am super recycle, like pro recycling. And also, yeah. I was looking at their site. They have like other like cramp alleving things mm. and like just yeah. everything that you would need or want to pamper mm -hmm. yourself during your period mm. it it mm. is luxurious i yeah. cannot recommend this highly enough it's i amazing. know i've said this before but these are legit the cadillac of tampons like they do not leak they're so comfortable they are made of completely safe materials that you don't feel bad putting way up there. Mm -hmm. I'm completely on board. I am so on board with this service. Totally mm. on board. And also, like, they don't hurt going in and they no. don't hurt coming out, which I think it's is the pleasure. worst part is pulling them out. That's huge. Yeah. Horrible. Huge. And these are just, they're just like cashmere. It's mm -hmm. lovely. Mm. Okay, so for 40% off your first order of Cashmere Cadillac Lola tampons, <laughs> uh, visit mylola.com. That is M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. And enter the promo code GALS4040 when you subscribe. Um, so again, that is a new promo code. We've had a past Lola ad, but now the promo code is changed. So it is GALS40 for 40% off your first order. And again, you can visit mylola.com. All right. Treat your so uterus. Treat it. <laughs> you won't regret it, actually. I love it. <laughs> and now... Another word from our other sponsor. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves. And that doesn't sound creepy at all. Providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. You spend one third, or if you're me, two thirds of your life sleeping. So you should be comfortable. Breathable design helps you sleep cool and it regulates your body temperature throughout the night. So if your sleeping partner is like a literal oven, then this is the brand for you. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. Hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied. And free shipping and returns in the US and our friendly brothers to the north, Canada. America's hat! <laughs> you can also be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. And like we've said before, who doesn't want to sleep for 100 nights? <laughs> you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash gals and using the promo code gals, G-A-L-S, at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. And once again, that's 50 bucks off of select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash gals and using promo code gals at checkout treat your sleep back to the show Woo! this doozy of a case was chosen by our generous patron who inspired this entire episode Cory Nieblas ah, viva Cory in... Nieblas ah viva Nieblas Love it, love it, love it, love it. Corey lived in South Africa for a hot minute and was living there at the time that this event took place. Mm. 
We're going to go back in time. Mm. By very little. January 27th, 2015. <laughs> Martin Van Breda, 54. His wife, Teresa, 55. And their son, Rudy, 22, were found dead in their home in Stellenbosch in the Western Cape. Jeez. And what was very clearly an axe attack. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Oh. Their other two children, Marley, 16, and Henry, 20, were also in the home. Marley was in critical condition with a severed jugular and serious head injuries, but Henry had miraculously only sustained minor lacerations. Henry did it! Henry did it! (laughs) I mean, there is literally no no mystery. Henry fucking did it, you guys. Like, zero mystery in this case. Wait, was I right? Of course you're right. That's oh. why there's no mystery. There's no Sorry mystery. About Henry it. fucking did it. I if just lapped. lack I of lapped. injuries didn't seem suspicious enough, he had called his girlfriend at about 4.42 a.m. She did not answer. So he searched the internet for local emergency numbers and nearly okay. three hours passed. Even I answer when Kenyon texts at 4.42 yeah. a.m. as mean, what happened, happened this morning. This morning. No, 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 no. This motherfucker, three hours passed with his family in the home with him, either dead or in critical condition before he finally called emergency services. Quote Mm. from his 911 call. My my family were attacked by a guy with an axe. Uh Uh-huh. Specific. Good job, Henry. Good. The 911 call Job. is available online and it's really odd. I recommend looking it up. I'm not going to like play it because A, I don't have the link to it right now. I heard it earlier. And B, this episode is already 12 hours long, but like go check this out cuz it's he's so fucking calm. He sounds bored on the phone. Yeah. It's very strange. Jesus. So police arrived on the scene and declared Martin, Teresa and Rudy dead. Marley, however, was rushed to the hospital. She was fortunate enough to survive after multiple extensive surgeries and several months of recovery, but sustained retrograde amnesia, which wipes clean like your a lot of your past memories or a portion of your past memories. Or like short-term and, recent well, memories? Well, it doesn't necessarily... Retrograde just means memories in the past. So it doesn't necessarily mean your short-term memory, and there's like, that's real fucking complicated. But okay. retrograde means you can't remember things that like already happened. Prograde amnesia means you'll have trouble retaining new information. Okay. So, so she, she could has retrograde conce- amnesia. So she could conceivably remember the attack, but not like her wedding day. Like that's no. Up. I mean, sure that that's like an element of retrograde amnesia. But a, she's sixteen. She hasn't had a, a wedding day. And b, okay, but like happy her, memories. Like come right, on. right. Her her retrograde amnesia doesn't seem to have wiped everything. But in what is a very common side effect of a very severe head injury has wiped the events leading up to that injury. So like the day or two before she can't remember, she can't remember the current attack or like the attack that caused this. And Mm. she was basically comatose. So she probably can't remember a lot of the days after. And then she had all these surgeries. She came out and she's 
essentially useless as a witness. She has no clue what fucking happened to her. So just so much of her memory was wiped up to and including the attack. Exactly. Like, I mean, retrograde amnesia can be really severe, but with a lot of head injuries, it's typically pretty localized to like the week or two before and during the attack. Okay. Okay. That's pretty common. So that's what fucking happened to her, the poor thing. Um, So she has no recollection of what happened that night. She cannot help advance the case against Henry. But Barbara Henry is not exactly a criminal mastermind. (laughs) The weapons he used remained at the scene, so he used an axe and a knife, both identified as having come from the family home. There were no signs of forced entry, but the scene had and the scene had obviously been tampered with somewhat after Ooh. the attack occurred. Mm. Mm-hmm. According to police, Henry was dressed in a pair of athletic shorts and socks covered in blood. The DNA of the blood matches parents Ew. and siblings. Mm-hmm. It's always the socks. socks. It's always the socks. Socks and athletic shorts. It's like, literally oh, always put the on socks. A shirt. Because it's always a dude. I'm sorry. Not mm-hmm. to generalize, but dudes wear socks and socks get you caught. Dudes do wear socks. Um, <laughs> but, like, the most damning is that Henry's injuries Detective were... Detective Fitzgerald here. <laughs> says dudes socks. always wear socks. No. Was he or was Star-a-slide. he not wearing socks? Because star Anyway... <laughs> The most damning evidence against Henry were that his injuries were confirmed by medical professionals to have been self-sustained, and investigators concluded that, quote, after the commission of the crimes, the accused tampered with the crime scene, inflicted injuries to his person, and supplied false information to the police in order to mislead police as to the true identity of the perpetrator. Mm. Uh-huh. Nevertheless, well, the perpetrator was clearly wearing socks. I mean, <laughs> case closed. That much is assumed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nevertheless, oh my god, so much wine. Okay, it took South African police nearly a year and a half to arrest Henry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Their explanation being that they wanted to build an incredibly strong case against him before making an arrest. Which, nope. like, okay. But really? It's not how sure. it works in America. Well, you arrest I mean, first and prove later. Investigate later. Yeah. I mean, if anyone has fucking watched Making a Murderer, they know that's fucking true. <laughs> yeah. But a year and a half is a little much. Um,. And the arrest was really only made after Henry turned himself in. <laughs> what? So what, what are you doing, South Africa? What are you doing? I mean, I don't know. They're busy. <sighs> They're underpaid, so, obviously. No one bribed him. Whatever. Classic. After turning himself in, Henry was arrested for the murders and posted bail and was released the next day. Because there is no justice in this world. Bail was set at a hundred thousand Rand, which we've already which we've already uh, concluded is twenty dollars in American <laughs> money. A Sacagawea coin. It's like ten grand, which according to news articles that I found is about an average one year salary in South Africa. Oh, so damn. like let's take a minute to uh, imagine living off of ten thousand American dollars a year. 
Not yeah. with our healthcare system. Fucking possible. In the U.S., yeah. that's impossible. So, I mean, yeah. I have a lot of respect for other cultures because we have completely fucked it up and ruined everything for everyone who wants to have any kind of life for less than like a hundred thousand american dollars a year that's anyway, true. it's pretty true. impossible here and like that's the reality it's hard out there bitches and we're just yeah. plugging yeah. away yeah um so i imagine it was fairly easy to him for post to post bail because his father Martin was a successful businessman and the family was quite wealthy. So he probably still, even throughout this ongoing process, had a lot of access to like the family funds because he hadn't been convicted of anything yet. So it probably was no skin off his fucking back to play that one, pay that 100,000 Rand and walk free. So not a lot. Right. Exactly. $10,000 is nothing to this motherfucker. So the media went a little nuts over this whole thing, and news outlets were digging into Henry's past discretions. It was reported that he had a history of drug abuse, particularly meth, and had spent some time in an upscale rehabilitatory facility in Cape Town a year or so before the murders took place, which does not mean, as someone who was fucking studying drug addiction, that this made him cause a crime. Let me be very fucking clear about that. The media was just going super crazy and looking into this guy and building their own case against him, which fucking happens. Like, pick up any, you know, daily news and you're going to see shit like that. Hashtag pen pointing Nancy Grace. Exactly. He and his girlfriend Danielle were also arrested for possession of marijuana while he was out on bail. (gasps) Oh, no! I know oh. marijuana, the devil's playground. <laughs> but Do I they mean, listen to jazz? No. In <gasps> my opinion, this kind of just shows like a blatant disregard for the rules. And he's like, he's paid himself out of bail. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. He's arrested for possession. He doesn't really give a shit. Like it, I don't really give a shit if you use in like a in a you know minimal but way if you're that's on safe. Parole or right, out on for bail. murder. Like, clearly this little white motherfucker thinks he's above the law. So that's why I felt like that detail was important. Um, I guess Even though true. evidence was stacked against him and he had handed himself over to police, he still entered a plea of not guilty, sticking to a story that he was in the bathroom while he heard a commotion and came out to see his brother slaughtered in the hallway. No. The trial is ongoing and has had so much ridiculous shit, you guys, I can't even begin to cover it's it all. It's a huge case here. Yep. But here are some of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Neurologist James Butler claimed that the copious amounts of urine on Henry's shorts supported the theory that he had had an epileptic fit, which what? then explained the, quote, missing two hours and 40 minutes he claims to have had from his version of the story. He just blocked out some very essential I could, time I could in piss which this myself went down. at this moment. I'm pissing myself right now. <laughs> Does he it's have a night card. Does Congrats. he have a history of epileptic okay. pulling shit out of their and ass? So this this uh, this psychologist compl- uh, I can't talk. This psychologist claims that the seizure could have been how he sustained his minor injuries as well. Does he have a history of epilepsy, or are they just pulling shit out of their ass? There are some like conflicting reports. Some say that he's had seizures in the past. I couldn't really find anything that's been like 
a hundred percent substantiated. So even if okay. we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, though, I don't know. It's just it's real fucking convenient, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but my personal absolute favorite <laughs> defense oh, is what I affectionately call the poop defense. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> The poop emoji defense in which the contents of Van Breda's bowels were in the bathroom toilet bowl with no <gasps> toilet paper. Who shits without toilet paper? Well, that's a really fucking good question. Because Lucy, that- need I remind you that you dated someone who said that you, quote, don't always have to use oh. toilet paper because, quote, sometimes you, you just, just know, know you won't I need it. I remember this. <laughs> Wait, oh. what? I have yes. zero recollection of this. Oh, we'll fill in the blanks for you. He said he could tell that a poop was so clean <laughs> Yeah. That he didn't need to wipe. I'm we were assuming like, I know horrified. which ex-boyfriend this is, but Eating. I don't recall this particular conversation. Yeah, no. Kenyon and I were super both there and gave him the <laughs> most, I'm sorry, what reaction that has ever I, existed. My quote was, and sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. Well, I feel was. like you at least, at least need a check wipe. Yes! yes! Like, best Always. case scenario, it's one square, one ply, totally clean, yeah. you're good to go. Just but, like, you can't just take your butthole's word for it. No! no. Your butthole is no. usually wrong, and also, if you're not looking at your poop every time you poop, you are lying oh, about yeah, you, you don't know anything check about your, your shit. own health. You check your to. shit. Treat your brain. Beats check your blood, shit. You guys... Beats or blood is a game I play on a regular basis. So, moving okay. on. Oh, that particular ex-boyfriend might be listening, so shout out. Hope you're wiping now. No, yeah, he's please not listening. Wipe. Um, okay, no, so, he might be. Okay, moving on. Poop in the bowl, no <laughs> toilet paper. The defense claims that his failure to wipe himself clean gave credence to his story that he was on the loo when he heard something happening in the adjacent room and then saw his brother being hacked to death and was, like, responding so quickly that he didn't wipe. You know, he just jumped off the toilet, ran to the scene, sees his brother. Okay, so, like, even if I heard something, I would still wipe? Hi, no, not wrong. I would absolutely wipe, number one. Also, so like a dookie in the toilet with no toilet paper proves that you were interrupted mid-poop? Hi, these are the straws we're grasping at in this very (laughs) fucked up defense situation. I'm just like reaffirming because... Yeah, no, you're totally right. This is insane. insane. Totally insane. And Henry describes that he saw a, quote, black man with a balaclava-like mask over his face Wielding okay. an axe and a knife. Like, Chip I'm super oh. over white boys blaming black men for their indiscretions. It happens mm-hmm. in the fucking drug world every day. Mm-hmm. It's such a fucking tired defense. Can we please get more creative? Also, mm-hmm. balaclava, no uh, baklava? No facial no, features necessary. Food. Fuck it. It's nope. ridiculous. I, I mean, no it's, all, it's bullshit. He's fucking lying. 
Yeah. He's lying. Probably He's the most lying. bizarre, though, and the most reported tidbit has been his demeanor throughout the entire trial process. So one publica- publication called the Sunday Times described it best, quote, but more than anything, the endless parade of witnesses, the footage, the reenactments in court, it was the robotic specter of Henry himself in the witness stand giving answers that was likely to give goosebumps to anyone watching. The only other time his voice had been heard was when the lengthy call to emergency services was played aloud in court much earlier in the trial. All present were struck by his calmness under the circumstances and how not even the slightest hint of panic had crept Mm. into his tone or syntax. This, Mm -hmm. the defense would later claim, could be explained by the training he had undergone as a boy to overcome a stutter. Or later uh-huh. still, as a result of the delirium he had experienced after the seizure proposed by Butler, end quote, or he fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, it's super common uh, therapy for stutters to, like, make you witness the murder no. of your family. Yeah, and be, like, totally fine with it. I mean, none so, of us know anything about the treatment of stuttering. Mm-hmm. However, it's not a viable defense for murder. I think I'm that if sorry. you were if you were faced with the facts of the murder of your like what parents and siblings, yeah, you would have some kind of emotional reaction that would yeah. elicit some sort of vocal response. I'm like, okay, I don't think okay. that's the, a, it, like unreasonable. I don't. The nine one one call, maybe you're in shock. Like, cool, but yeah, the, of course, the fact that that. Same, like, monotone, robotic, unemotional response continues throughout his entire trial, to me, feels very telling. Also, the fact that his lawyers can't train him to say, like, you have to seem emotional. Like, I can't imagine that his lawyers didn't tell him to Uh -uh. act Mm -hmm. emotional about it either. Not filling it, girls. No, I I don't buy it. The trial is literally coming to a close right now. The closing arguments were scheduled for February 12th. Today is the 15th. We're recording right now on the 15th. And I looked today for an update, and I don't have one at this time. Nothing nothing new has hit the media. The jury very well may be deliberating for a while. Like, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that by the time this airs, we'll know if Henry was convicted or not. I If the poop so. defense was successful... The fucking poop defense. All I learned from the poop defense is that there are some twisted young men who Who don't like Lucy, who think that they can get away with not wiping. I literally didn't know this about the person I presume you're talking about. You blocked it out. Let single Amanda make it very clear. Non-wipers need not apply. (laughs) Also, may I point out that this person is obviously an ex-boyfriend of mine, and possibly for that exact reason, which I may have also blocked out. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) non-wipers need not apply. Trifling-ass, non-wiping baby men need not apply. (laughs) However, if you're rich enough to afford a bidet and you don't wipe Mm. for that reason, you need apply. Get at me. Mm -hmm. Apply. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, special thanks. Special <laughs> thanks. Um, special thanks, of course, to Corey Nieblas for selecting this week's topic and Amanda's uh -huh. case involving oh, yeah. so poop good. defense. The fucking Thank poop you defense. Thank you so much. My only defense moving forward <laughs> should I commit a crime. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, all right, Taylor Hampton at $5 Ooh. a month. Thank you so much. Ooh. I will say it. You're in any day of the week. Ooh. Joy. Also, <laughs> Kathy Fusco, you yes. are also generous with your $5 a month donation. We love you. Mm. And Melissa McKinnon. Woo. Woo. Kate McKinnon's long-lost relative. I'm sure you're as cool and amazing as that person. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Lund, I'll shop Woo. at your grocery store anytime, yep. especially if I'm in the Midwest where there's the only place where there's Lund's grocery store. Always. <laughs> I was say, a lot Always. of people get that reference. Purchased by nope. Byerly's recently, so Lund's yeah. slash Byerly's, let's do this. Also, Karen Schneider, Woo. Schneiderman's is a store. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. This is the name, Erica Heimendinger. You oh can dig on Hyman any day. Oh, any day hello. of the week. <laughs> hello. For less than $10, quite frankly. Yeah. $10 is a high price. For I also her. haven't yeah. had my Hyman in like minimum 15 years, so there's that. <laughs> Hashtag will never have my Hyman again. Okay. Hashtag sorry, Mom. <laughs> Val. Glibbery. Yes. I Woo. think that wins for the best name. Thank you, I Val. I glibberly love you. I glibberly love Val you. Val Kilmer glibberly <laughs> love you. Thank Katie you so Williams. much. Oh. Thank Katie you for making it so easy to pronounce your name <laughs> and for giving us $10 a month. All of the last two, three Names we've said will be receiving a fucking patriarchy wine glass for their incredibly generous oh, yes. $10 a month minimum donation. As will Katie Lohman, who Woo. is also giving uh, $25 once off, and we love yeah. you so much, Katie Lohman. Helping and us yes, get to CrimeCon, baby. If you want to give a once off donation instead of subscribing to a monthly donation that is mm -hmm. totally available and willing and welcoming on our website under My our loins merch are page. to accept. Yes, mm. we have a donations tab under our merch page. So feel free get to it. give a once off donation. We fucking love it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, same goes to Katie Von Ornum, who gave a $25 once-off donation. Thank you so much, my ornithologist. Mm -hmm. Love you. <laughs> Amanda. And then it's your turn. Amanda. Is it my turn? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I said Katie Williams. Okay, this is very confusing, so I'm just going to... I can it take there. it if you want, because I handled the emails from these folks. Oh, yes, please, please. Okay, and I'll so take this the is from one. Joe and Kendall Zavon. Oh, Zavonny. Zavonny Dangerfield. Did not practice your last name beforehand, but Nailed it. Joe gave a $25. 
Once a month. I think he might have misunderstood the assignment. Because I think (laughs) he also may have signed up for a $25 a month Patreon donation. He meant to do it once off. I know you meant to do it once off. Please remember to cancel because yeah. we think are you reminding you right now. You do not have I, to commit to this. You are more than welcome to cancel. <laughs> this is your escape. One warning. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I'm not going to remind you after this because I will totally welcome a $25 a month donation. But Toy. Joe meant to, or Joe did want to give this as a belated Valentine's Day gift shout out to his wife saying to my amazing wife Kendall I know you really like this podcast maybe more than me definitely more than him (laughs) so I thought I'd make a donation in your name Joe you are fucking amazing you're the best husband this is the sweetest anyone could ask for Kendall success of your relationship yes Kendall God bless you for just listening to our show and Joe uh, adjust your donation as necessary (laughs) and Sarah Duncan also gave a $25 once off and said she started listening to the show last summer while she was pregnant made <laughs> she was pregnant and she made the donation she was pregnant and this epi- this show apparently helped her get through her I love that. Uh, pregnancy, pregnant which and uh, pregnant the made. donation was made in the name of her beautiful daughter Daisy which oh. anecdote was the name of our family dog so there's was that. <laughs> yeah long, long live Daisy. Daisy She's smelled like a petting dead. zoo. She was beautiful. Long live, yeah. long, God bless Daisy Duncan. God bless. <laughs> um. All right, rounding out the trash queen category, yes. and this is the tier level where people will be receiving a <laughs> random piece of detritus. <laughs> From Lucy's <laughs> Detritusum <laughs> and Jetsum. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy. So much in my house. Fifteen dollars a month, Candace Elizabeth. You know how Ooh. to live. Yeah, I love this. Radiance so much. Ford, you are folding forward with your radiance. God bless no. y'all. Maddie and Roberto Gutierrez. Yes, fifteen dollars a month. Woo. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. You're the best. <laughs> this Kenyan. Kenyan. Me. <laughs> it's super Kenyan. <laughs> Aaron Sales. I am drunk. Aaron Sales, you have increased your pledge from $10 a month to $15 a month, and that means you will be receiving a random piece of non-perishable trash God from bless. the home of Lucy Fitzwendel. I Guess am, who else? I am shocked at the amount of people there are so who have many increased 15. their pledges yeah. to get a piece of yeah. shit from my half. Oh. Literally half of the shoutouts of this oh. section have increased from 10 to 15 a month to get garbage from one of our houses. To get on the trash queen level. Including, but not limited to, Anna Grider. Anna Grider, yes. Grainer, trash queen. Get it. Trash queen, yes, thank and you last, so much. But not least. Oh, Theron Schultz. 
increase their pledge from ten to fifteen dollars a month. I have no idea why, but thank you so much. This is so much appreciated. And again, all of these dollars and cents will help us get to Crime Con. It is so appreciated. I I just I can't believe you guys are doing this. I just can't. Y'all, it's amazing. Also, special thanks to our sponsor, Talkspace. We literally would not be here without Talkspace. Thank you so much. This is Uh, real. Go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, for $30 off your first month. Thank you for sticking with us. And now, straight after this, as we are this fucked up, we are going to record a (laughs) Patreon-only episode, Drunk Dive. It's going to be uh, so good. I it's going to be amazing. And I've had to Patreon... swallow so much burped up vomit <laughs> this episode. <laughs> it's real bad, y'all. Um, <sighs> also, just a reminder that people donating at any level on Patreon, so $1 a month or up, will have full access to all Patreon-only content. So yeah. we understand that, you know, you have financial constraints and budgets, and it's not easy to donate. Whatever. But you, you will donate. be rewarded. Yep, and yeah. we're going to be putting out these drunk dives once a month as Patreon exu- ex- exclusive <laughs> content. Everything is challenging right now, so I would say it's totally worth it, but you know what? You yeah. be the judge. But also, this yeah. is one of many Patreon things that we're trying to put out. Like, we're oh, putting yeah. out an we've array got of drunken, ridiculous... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ringtones, yeah. voicemails, right. Justice Butterfield, etc. It's amazing. Donate. One dollar a month and up, you get full access to all Patreon, whatever the fuck we come up with. Crush we it. We love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Meh. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Affirmative Murder is the Equal Opportunity Murder Podcast dedicated to shining a light on the darker side of true crime. Hosted by Alvin Williams and Francis Evans. These two yo- Yo! I'm in the middle of recording promo for the podcast. Do you need to eat chips right now? Yeah, man, I'm not bothering you. I'm hungry. You are bothering me. I'm not bothering you. Oh, my God, you make me so angry. Um, anyway, uh, make sure you check out Affirmative Murder on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcast today. Hey, man, let me get a chip. No.